You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and the skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to The Boutique with Collective 54, a podcast for founders and leaders of boutique professional services firms. For those that are not familiar with us, Collective 54 is the first mastermind community dedicated exclusively to helping you grow, scale, and exit your pro-serve firm. My name is Greg Alexander. I'm the founder, and I'll be your host today. And today, we're going to learn from a fantastic entrepreneur and a woman who I feel has achieved outstanding business results, due in large part to the unique culture of her firm. And what I hope to accomplish today is to highlight how a culture and the uniqueness of it can translate into outstanding business results and why culture is more important in a pro-serve firm than it is in a corporation because a pro-serve firm is really a collection of people and therefore culture is of the utmost importance. We're very fortunate to have a fantastic role model with us today. Her name is Jing Johnson and she's gonna share parts of her story which is a rather unique one. So Jing, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg, for having me. Would you please provide a uh, int- introduction of yourself and your firm for the audience? Of course. Um, my name is Jean Johnson. I'm the founder and CEO of Prism Renderings based in Houston, Texas. Uh, Greg, we help commercial real estate developers raise capital, get entitlement, and policing their buildings. Um, we accomplish that by creating photorealistic renderings and videos so our client can preview their visions with their st- stakeholders um, before the building get built. Um, there are a couple of uh, unique um, differentiators about our business and our team. Uh, first, unlike uh, most of competitors, we can uh, we can help our clients on early stage projects with limited or sometimes no design information because of our architecture background. Secondly, we are um, the only all-women team in this uh, male-dominated field. I I think we are going to talk more about that later. We are. (laughs) Okay. You know, I'm going to share some stats uh, for the audience, and I'm sharing them because Jing is so modest, she would never share these on her own. So I'm going to I'm going to brag on her behalf. But for the members that are listening to this, uh, Jing Jing's gross margins are about fifty percent higher than the than their membership. She doesn't do much hourly billings at all; most of it's fixed bids. She has a hundred percent employees, no uh, no ten ninety nine or um, kind of freelancers, if you will. Remarkably has 0% turnover. Just let that sit in for a moment. 0% employee turnover. She's running at about 80% of her revenue is coming from existing accounts. So just put those two things together. 80% of revenue from existing accounts, which would suggest an incredibly high client satisfaction score and no employee turnover, which would suggest an incredibly high employee satisfaction score. And those two numbers, employee satisfaction and client satisfaction, can pro-serve really only to the count. To get those two right, everything else takes care of itself. So, Jen, your, your numbers are outstanding. And I want to connect the dots here because, as I understand it, 
you employ moms. Is that true? Yes. We are a team of all working moms. So tell us how you landed on that very unique employee <laughs> strategy. Well, it's come from my origin story. Um, I started a business in 2005. Um, I was struggling uh, between my career and uh, my family life. Basically, I work in um, a big architecture firm. Um, it's very demanding uh, in terms of your, my schedule, my time. And at the time, I had uh, two boys, uh, five and eight years old, uh, need a lot of uh, you know, time from me as well. So I was just struggling between getting you know, uh, the balance between both. And when I start this business, uh, my goal is to, you know, first to provide a sustainable uh, service provider, you know, to our clients. Uh, in the meantime, I can have the flexibility to raise my boys. Um, so that's how everything started. So when I start to hire employees, um, I realized that, you know, other working moms can benefit from this business model, not just me. So that's my mission now is to help even more clients and also helping more working moms. <laughs> Very good. And I also understand that your working moms are, are truly global. They're all over the world. Is that true? Um, we actually, the um, our team in U.S. is all here. Um, some, uh, most of us are in Houston and one in Arizona. But okay. we do have uh, production teams um, overseas. Okay. So maybe that's what I was thinking of. So what do the production teams do for you? They they create uh, those uh, images and they basically are our um, creative um, team to take the information we get from our clients and create those images and, you know, videos uh, for us. Our okay. team in the U.S. are, you know, basically our managing, you know, uh, members. Okay, very good. All right, so how is it that you have 0% turnover? Well, I, I think it's, it really comes to our culture. Um I'm trying to create uh, this culture that I want to be in, right? Um, that uh, can allow the opportunity for our team members to realize their potentials in in a professional, you know, career. But in the meantime, they have that um, uh, flexibility to take care of their families and their kids. And so we are very intentional in uh, create this uh, environment. They feel safe, they feel appreciated, and uh, you know respected. And they they learn every day. And it's just we we trying to create this um, um, you know environment. Everybody feel that they are uh, they have this opportunity. They can do you know whatever they they can to uh, realize their full potential. But yet these brave working moms are also highly skilled. So share with us the typical background in terms of maybe professional credentials or education levels, et cetera. Um, so our uh, team members range from, um, you know, master to have a master's degrees uh, to have um, just um, have no 
you know, university degrees, uh, but highly, highly um, skilled and, and uh, you know, uh, intellect, intellectual, um, have an intellectual, you know, skills to, um, you know, um, do their best to serve our clients. So for me, it's really not about uh, your degrees, your, your education, right? It's your EQs, is how you can, have that people skill, you can, you know, serve the clients and serve your team members um, the best way you can. Yeah. Now, Jing, when I was reading about you and, and your story, I was I was really surprised at the juxtaposition of some of these numbers. So, for example, you run a pretty high utilization rate, you know, north of, let's say, 80%, but you also have this remarkable 0% turnover. Those, things, those two things are usually in contrast with one another. You know, normally if somebody's working that much as your employees are, there's some turnover because there's burnout. How do you balance this uh, requirement to satisfy employees and kind of log the hours, so to speak, but also not make, to also make sure that your employees don't get burnt out? Well, I don't, I mean, I work long hours sometimes, but I don't require my employees to. Um, for example, um, I like to spend a few hours Sunday to Sunday afternoon or evening to plan my next week. Um, I would set up, so for example, if I have uh, a few things I need to each team members to uh, pay attention to, I will schedule those emails, send it out first thing Monday morning. I'm not sending out uh, during the weekends so they feel anxious to you know reply to my email which is not necessary um i'm i'm trying very hard to you know not taking their family time away from from you know uh just uh from work it's really when during the weekend or evening time they should uh, focus on their families and not on the work but during the work hours we all are very productive and efficient yep and I'm imagining when we get to the member Q&A on Friday, you're going to get this question, which is, it sounds like you've tapped into this hidden labor pool, these these moms, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, how did you find them? Did you know them all or, or, or did you recruit? Like, how did you locate them all? Yeah, mostly either, uh, you know, I met those ladies, uh, wonderful ladies from my church or from uh, work, um, some professional um, events, or, you know, they are highly recommended uh, by somebody I trust and uh, respect. So yeah. it's pretty much from our inner circle. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know, it's always um, the hiring success goes up dramatically when person that you're considering joining your team yeah. comes, from, comes from a trusted source, like you're mentioning. That's right. And also when you create that, uh, you have that reputation of helping working moms and, and you know, in the meantime, create some really uh, beautiful, you know, work, um, you know, work get around and people notice. Yeah. So it helps us recruiting. Yeah. Now, during the great resignation, which we've been living through the last couple of years, um, you know, there's been a lot of poaching going on. Employees are getting lured away with <laughs> bigger paychecks. And um, you've been able to 
not let that happen to you. Um, have you experienced any kind of wage pressure at all? Not really. We did uh, increase our um, salary uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, we kind of uh, keep that. Um, we usually have a um, salary increase every year, but we were able to, no, we, we were not able to do that in 2020 and last year, just trying to see how things going. Um, but this year we did. And then we have a good um, benefit package with 401ks and other um, benefits. Um, but also we actually, I was just told one, a couple of weeks ago by um respected advisor that um, one of my team members was approached three years ago before COVID. Um, it was a wonderful opportunity and it was perfect for her. And she turned it down. She said, I just, I love work here. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, this advisor told me, she's, he was saying that uh, that says a lot about your culture. Um, that you know um this individual has a great potential it was a great fit for that company but she chose to stay with you and and it says a lot yeah it does say a lot for sure <laughs> you know the 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 point i really want to emphasize here for the members that are going to learn from this is to remind ourselves that we have two value propositions mm -hmm. we have a value proposition that tells clients why they should hire you right and then we've got a value proposition that tells employees why they should work for you. And founders of boutique pro serve firms are really competing in two markets. They're competing in the market for clients and they're competing in the market for employees. And it's just as important, maybe even more so, to have a very compelling employee value proposition so that when somebody comes knocking, as was the case in one of Jing's employees three years ago, they don't take that enticing job they, they evaluate working for you in totality. Um, the culture, who they're working with, the type of work they're doing. Uh, yes, the compensation, the benefits package, but the whole thing in totality. And Jing, you're just a remarkable example of putting that to work and, uh, and having it translate into these remarkable results that I just shared with the members. So it was, it was wonderful to have you um, on the episode today. And you're an inspiration for the rest of us. And, and thank you for being part of Collective 54. Well, thank you. We I just have learned so much from this community and I appreciate that uh, you include me um, in this episode. Okay, great. All right, well, for those that are in professional services who wanna to belong to a community and get a chance to rub shoulders with great people like Jing Johnson, consider applying for membership, which you can do at collective54.com. And if you want to read more about topics like this one, pick up a copy of my book called The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to our next episode.